this sounds like a like an intro to Good Eats when he's cooking Chinese food or something. You yeah, know? yeah. That's uh, I like that. I like yeah. that. Where's um, is this Greg Hoffman again? This is Greg Hoffman. No longer my music. No longer your music. So this is I have a. But would have like rights free with your music, right? That too. Yeah. In fact, is your music rights free? I guess. Okay. I mean, I've thought about it. I yeah. You know what? Hey, hey, folks, if you like uh, Dante's music from last week, uh, feel free to use it, and yeah. then you'll find out. If you get a cease and desist letter <laughs> from Dante, then you'll know it's not right, right? And yeah. if you don't, then, yeah, probably is. <laughs> so this is, I have a bow, but a sword is cooler. I have a bow, but an S-word is, S-word is, cooler. is cooler. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, let me uh, introduce myself. I am Dig, your host, guide, and sometimes provocateur. And how pathetic it is. We're recording this Saturday morning because we're just, <laughs> we have no time. Quickly, yeah. quickly, there's no time. And uh, and I have to read my intro to myself. I've only been saying this 17th episode. <laughs> 17 times, right? I literally stare at the sheet of paper and say, I am Dig, your host, guide, and I don't actually put in brackets dramatic pause, but I might at some point, right? <laughs> and sometimes provocateur. I don't know what the hell that means, but uh, that's who I am, and let me introduce my sidekick, co-host, Dante. Hello, I'm Dante. Yeah, if, if, if we seem a little scatterbrained, if we seem a little scatterbrained, it's because we are. Yeah. Uh, my, my work schedule has changed such that, and our move date has changed. We were supposed to be recording this the day before we moved, yeah. and we're, we're recording this about five days before the move, because the move got pushed two days later. And I'm in New York for two days of meetings that uh, technically I could miss, but it's a new project I'm working on. Right. And I just, I will be so behind the eight ball if I'm not there for the two days. So we decided everything fell into place. Yep. Let's push this a couple days. But the result, why does this matter to you, the listener? Mm-hmm. It's because it is Saturday morning and uh, and Dante needs to run over to, to your mom's place for the next couple days. Well, next four days, actually. Yeah. And so we are trying to squeeze this in. So is this and me being scatterbrained or not at all? Uh, so I guess let's quickly, 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 there's no time. We're, we're actually running against the clock to wrap this up. That's so. why. And that, that was my horrible taken uh, <laughs> uh, uh, impersonation, right? Yeah. Which I'm sure I'll listen to and just cringe and then vow again. Never to do. <laughs> never to do an impersonation, right? <laughs> So, well, no, okay, so that brings up, I'm sorry, I know I'm completely going off the rails here, but that reminds me of what happened last night. So I, so it, it, for those of you who have never listened before, I am transgender. Yeah. And obviously outgoing and crazy and did you know, all those wonderful things. And I, um, and I've always kind of been this, well, I've always been this way on <laughs> so many different levels, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but I used to joke around with kids uh, and I used to do the Homer Simpson. Oh, yeah. Sort of thing where Homer Simpson would eat like an entire box of donuts. And so we would joke, you put both hands up in the air as if you're shaking a box of donuts into your mouth and you're like, ah, ah, ah. And so we're, we went to Chipotle last night. Yeah. And we're walking and there were people walking past me and I'm trying to do that, but I guess I had something in my, in one of my hands. So I only did the box gesture, the raise my head and open my mouth gesture. Um, and when you are presenting as female, that tells a different story right and so those of you who haven't gotten it yet just pause pause the podcast think about it for a moment so i literally i can no longer do my homer simpson yeah impersonation uh because people you 
and Michael just started snickering at me. Like you were just so horrified that I was doing this. And I'm like, okay, yeah, have to drop that one <laughs> from my repertoire. Uh, so anyway, uh, your week. How was your week? Uh, so it was cool. A few days ago, I got my um, uh, roommate for Micah, which is the college I'm going to in two weeks. Um, week and a half. Week and a half. Not well, that I'm counting days off. Not that I have like yeah, a countdown on the calendar. But it is literally... Oh, I like how I said that. Uh, week and a half. Yeah. Uh, so I, I finally got my roommate. Ten days. We'll call um, ten days. Yes, for people who are wondering, that is late for most colleges. They do it at a later date because they try to match as well as they can roommates so that you don't mess with each other or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> These are art students you're talking about, you know? So So the way I imagine is we'll all have similar class times and stuff like that. But the thing that's cool about the rooming situation at Micah is it's essentially like an apartment like they have like an old apartment building that they restructured to be for like a college campus type deal. So each room is like a living room, kitchen, bathroom with like three bedrooms so me with my two roommates will have our own living room our own kitchen with an oven and refrigerator and our own bathroom and we have to deal with like furnishing stuff we have to bring toilet paper we have to do all that stuff but it's cool that i finally got to talk to them one is from korea and one is from new york and we are slowly figuring things out so well that's i'm um that's awesome I'm I'm very excited for you. Uh, we're trying to figure out at what point, because um, yeah, your mom's not gonna be able to, to take day off to help you yeah. move in, and so uh, it will be me. I'm taking the week off, and uh, and your brother, and yep. we're, it's a very emotional <laughs> day. We will get into this into the next podcast, but uh, I have been getting rid of stuff, and I'm, and fortunately, most of the the crappy pots and pans mm-hmm. I own that I don't want anymore, right? And I just yeah. was always thought one of you guys would end up getting it, but I'm not taking them to New York to put them in a closet because they are, in fact, crappy. <laughs> you know? Well, no, so if you burn stuff with them or whatever, I mean, it's, it's everyone's starter pots and pans are crappy. Right. And then they usually pass them down, so they're even crappier. So yeah. this is like second or third generation crap <laughs> that you're going to be getting for your apartment. And so we'll have to just make sure... Uh, we go through that. Um, I also have a whole bunch of set, a whole bunch of knives that are very dull. Yeah. Well, no, okay. There's one that isn't. There's one okay. that isn't. But uh, maybe we need to figure out if we can just take a whole bunch of knives to be sharpened. Yeah. So, so awesome. Yeah. Um, that's very exciting. I'm very yeah, excited. That's for been the highlight of my week. Uh, how's yours been? My week has been nuts. My week has been nuts. I um. I am back in full gear in New York now. Um, I had been working remotely right taking some time off sort of things like that and you know because i was i'm i've been going through a transition i've been going through electric you know the, the reason i'm also pressing time wise is i have electrolysis you know as soon as this thing ends i have to put numbing cream on yeah and uh and so yeah i've just been i've been crazy crazy busy in my my new york full-time new york going to an office sort of thing started a couple weeks ago right and so uh, I do consulting. That's the that's the work that I do. And so I I started on another project. And so we had a kickoff meeting, big room people, and uh, and I got introduced as she, which was awesome. Yeah, which was awesome because I'm certainly presenting as female, and I think I'm looking better. I mean, I think yeah. people are like, "Wow, like you look," you know, because it's a year. It's like a year plus 
on on hormones and it's awesome but i'm not used to it like i'm used to me i'm used to who i am and i know who yeah. i am but i'm not used to other people sort of using cheat because not everyone yeah. like people forget and again anyone who's listened to the podcast they, they know like look if it's coming from a good place i don't care i don't i never want someone to be like oh my god i used the wrong pronoun and now i've ruined like just like look if, yeah. if you remember that's great hopefully at some point i will within your brain register as female and it's not that i don't necessarily register as it's not that i register as male per se for people yeah i register as dig yeah i register as dig and the default pronoun is male and so again sooner or later we'll get there um you know sooner is better yeah yeah <laughs> um but i don't cringe i don't cringe what i do cringe at, and i've talked about this before is people using sir at the end of every single sentence in some sort of effort to i don't want to disrespect me or demean me yeah. or i know what's going on with you i'm like duh if you have eyeballs and ears yeah you know what's going on with me i mean it's not right i'm not hiding yeah i'm not pretending you know i'm not like oh look at me pass and look at my super female voice like that's not yeah it's not what i'm about right so anyway that was cool however i really had an embarrassing moment and i guess we all have to do this uh in that we had a meeting with client and mm -hmm. so went over there, I had my backpack, I uh, had my computer and all the different stuff, and I had my purse. And so the meeting, this is, I don't know, a four-hour meeting, and so people are heading now, and I'm trying to head back to the office, and I'm like, a couple people I wanted to talk to, and they're like, hey, we're leaving right now. And I'm like, okay, great, hey, great to meet everyone, grab yeah. grab my, my backpack and dart out chasing <sighs> after them. And then someone texts me and goes, hey, you forgot your other bag. And I'm like... Oh my God, I forgot my purse because I'd hung yeah. it off the corner of the chair. And yeah. I was just like, how embarrassing that like I am transitioning. <laughs> Hello world, accept me for the person who is transitioning. And I am not even like capable enough of remembering my purse. But I think you have to forget things. Yeah. Right. And go, oh my God. And then you don't the next time. At least that's my hope. <laughs> the other really, really, really cool thing, and I know for some people this may be like whatever's, but for me this was awesome because again, this is I have hidden this my entire life. Right. I've been I have been out publicly for almost almost a year, pushing yeah. a year now. I have been living full time female for six, seven, eight months now, right? Yeah. Uh and again, when I say that, I mean I'm wearing yoga pants and a t shirt. It's not like, you know, Kentucky Derby yeah. ball gowns and slanted hats and things yeah. like that, right? It's just it's um it's dressing in a relaxed way. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and um and I always wanted to wear heels in New York. That was just something right. I always, yeah. always, always wanted to. So anyway, my old boots have fallen apart. So I've been wearing boots like Madden girl boots and yeah. Couple other pair of boots, which are flats. They're mostly flats, maybe, you know, like a half inch sort of very low, broad heel. So yeah. it was never overtly, you know. Uh, and so I found these awesome, because these were falling apart. The other pair, like I couldn't, if yeah. it rained, I literally couldn't wear them. It reminded me of my, of my old Mustang. Uh -huh. I had a 68 Mustang <laughs> and I had it, and I had so many repairs on it, I had to get the windshield replaced and it wasn't done properly such that whenever it rained, it would leak yeah along the seam the bottom seam of the windshield and it would drip on my feet so yeah. it becomes this oh my god it's raining if i walk outside my socks are gonna get wet oh what blah 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 so anyway so i had to buy a new pair of boots yeah and i found these killer killer oh yeah like lace-up boots like granny type boots but with a broad 
heel. Like yeah. a clunky sort of 70s-ish, but a little stylish heel. Yeah. Right? And so they were not, again, they were not overtly feminine. Uh, I think everyone who's looked at them is like, yeah, that's like kick-ass chick boots mm-hmm. sort of things, yeah. right? And so I wore them. The thing is, is that that's a three and a half inch heel. Wow. Yeah. Right? Now, that only gives you two and a half inches of lift. Like, it's that whole math, yeah. mathlete stuff of triangles where there's, you know, there's the, the whatever, the long side is, is what you measure, yeah. but that's not actually the height. Um, so it gives me about two and a half inches of height and I'm what, five, eight and a half. So that makes me taller than that. Right. (laughs) And, and, um, so, you know, look, I'm used to, I'm used to wearing heels. I've worn heels for, you know, many, many times over my life, many times over my life. Um, but this was the first time I've like said, screw it. I'm wearing, you know, going to New York and wearing them. And, um, and it was awesome. It was awesome. I wore them on the train. Yeah. So I had to get used to like. You know, the train's going back and forth and, you know, all, all over the place. And wow, yeah. Getting used to being a little bit taller than I'm than I'm used to being. Right. Sort of thing. Because um, my old guy boots, I think, gave me about an inch of lift because they were just like, yeah, you know, tactical military type boots that gave me ankle support and stuff like that. So, um, you know, this gave me, you know, another inch, inch and a half. And so, again, like yeah. you, you look in a mirror and the mirror is slightly different. You look at people and suddenly you're interacting with people on a slightly different incline right and um and all that was fantastic all of that was fantastic however i um i work off broadway like near canal it's where the office is and then you take subway all over the place and my apartment is first avenue you know 16th and first and um and so i walked from the office you know, grab a drink with a couple people and grab dinner and then head back. And so I walked, you know, 25 blocks in, in heels. Right. Yeah. And again, like not like stiletto type things. Right. Like yeah. these are just like, you just, but still you get the elevation and you get different muscle groups. As women know, you get different muscle groups going. And so again, I've walked, you know, a quarter mile probably in heels before. I've never walked seven miles according to my Apple watch, Yeah, you know? And, um, Wow, you feel it. You feel. I mean, it's awesome. It is fantastic. Uh, I made sure I wore heels for two days, and like I had to catch the train. It was late. I was late trying to right. catch the train. And you're used to being able to pick up the speed and pass people, and because right. I'm a totally patient person, yeah. I'm always happy to stand yeah. behind slow people. And uh, and so I wasn't sure. Like, am I going to be able to zip around? And yeah, not not the same rapid pace I've had over the years. Right. But pretty good clip. Pretty good clip. Still yeah. allowed to be annoyed at people. <laughs> Roll my eyes sort of thing and then, you know, walk on the street and and greats. I actually so greats, when you walk oh around New goodness. York, greats, when you just wear normal flats and stuff like that, you don't you don't care. In fact, when you're a kid, you're constantly told don't walk on greats because you might fall like they well, might yeah. break and yeah. collapse, right? And and I think mom your mom used to say that too. And I'm just like, No, just freaking yeah. jump on the greats. This is fun. That's what you do, right? <laughs> And so I, you know, because the heel was enormous sort of thing, I just figured wouldn't be a big deal. And one of them actually had openings such that I could sort of feel myself dropping a little bit in it. And I'm like, wow. oh, okay, I guess that sort of great. I actually shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't be doing. Uh, so that was, um, that was cool. That was, yeah. that was really cool. Uh, I, I, I'd like to mention one quick, uh, restaurant thing. Uh, there's a place called Artichoke. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a, uh, pizza joint. Oh. Uh, sort of, there's like no seats, like really, it's just kind of a, the storefront sort of thing, but it's, uh, 
you know, literally two and a half blocks away from my door. Wow. And I, we had gone out eating in dinner with like Italian and blah, blah. And anyway, it's like 12 o'clock and I'm starving. Like I am so hungry. And I've done been a really good job keeping my weight down, right? Like I am, yeah. I think I'm actually at the weight I want if I don't eat food. Uh, <laughs> and so I have to figure yeah. out how many more pounds do I have to lose so that I can eat food during the day and then not right. look like I've actually eaten food, right? Um, and so I go there and I get a slice of artichoke pizza. Now, this is the biggest, it's not the biggest slice you've ever seen. The biggest slice you ever saw was in New Jersey. Yeah. Remember that giant, yeah. whatever, Maurizio's or whatever it was uh, on the boardwalk? Yeah. Had like, it was like bigger than your torso at the yeah. time, slice yeah. of pizza. But this was pretty big and pretty thick. And it's artichoke and it's an artichoke like Alfredo. Wow. Oh my God. So awesome. Yeah. You know, people were kind of staring at me a little bit. But, you know, I, I changed – again, this was me in the apartment, the apartment that I'm going to be moving into. Yeah. Throwing my flats on and walking over there, and uh, I got called Miss. They're like, yes, Miss. Can, you know, <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, I'm coming wow. here all the time now, right? And, uh, oh, my God, fantastic midnight slice. Like, oh. holy crap. <laughs> Let me put a bib over myself because it's like ladled artichoke Alfredo sauce on a pizza. Wow. So, you know, yeah. not going to be neat. And I guess the last, well, not the last, you know me. I always want to talk about stuff. Um, it, taking the train back from New York, you know, it was a good, it was a good week. Like a lot of great work done, a lot of really interesting projects I'm on, a lot of amazing people and really interesting meeting, it, 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 people I've met. Really looking forward to uh, to the fall and, and the projects that uh, that I'll be working on, and so I'm sitting there tired because like the I had a phone call that ran late at the office, and then I was like, okay, well, what's the next train? And it was like a nine thirty sort of train, so I'm sitting there and it's like ten ten thirty, and I'm like typing emails out, trying to wrap for the day, yeah. and it's like eleven o'clock by the time I closed my computer and I sat back in my in the in the seat. And this is the Northeast Regional, right? And so, you know, I have a I have a window seat. There's not a lot of people on the train, so I, you know, yeah. by myself. And I lean back and I look in in through the through the window, and it's dark outside, right? And so the way the lighting is, you get you get your reflection, you see yourself. Right. And I wasn't sort of expecting that because I was just relaxing and just kind of leaning back and looking. Oh, hey, maybe I'll see a tree. You know, that'd be awesome. <laughs> and, um, and I. I looked in the window, and the window's reflection is obviously a little blurry. It's not hyper HD, right? Yeah. And I I look, and there's a girl looking back at me. And I realize it's me. Yeah. Um, and moments like that are so awesome. Because right. you start smiling. And then you look even cuter. And it's just, it, there's almost this snowball thing. But right. it was just like my hair and my earrings. And, you know, I, I only do like mascara and lipstick now. And, and it's, you know, obviously lipstick that sort of matches, not like, oh, look, yeah. hello, bright red. Um, and it was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. And it was a really neat way of like, this is going to work out. Like, this is literally going to work out. The people I'm working with and all these different things, um, you know, I can be me. And so that's that's been awesome, and I guess that sort of leads up uh, to to the end of the week, to the end of the week. And I apologize for the sound I'm going to make, but I received a letter this week, uh, and um, 
Yeah. So um, it basically says, uh, it's a uh, it's a lender. It's a um, it's an email from my psychotherapist and gender specialist, uh, who affirms that we've been meeting for a year, yeah. and that um, I've had appropriate clinical treatment for gender transition to the new gender of female. Wow. Um, and this is the letter that I use with uh, the DMV in New York to wow. get a driver's license that classifies me as um, as female. And so, you know, um, you get a, you you know, the only equivalent I can get is it's sort of like a college admission letter. Yeah. You know, it's, it doesn't, I know who I am and I know what's going on, but there's a validation and um, that like a healthcare professional person is like, yep. 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 Yeah. And, um, so yeah, that was a that was a really neat um, that was a really neat way to to wrap the week. Yeah, and um, I apologize if I'm if I've slowed down. I know I'm very hyper, quick paced, but uh, I do get hit by emotions. I am on hormones, and and uh, you know Dante's moving in ten days, and I'm moving out of a place I've lived in for twenty years, a, yeah. a locality that I've lived in for twenty five years. Um, and I am doing something, moving to New York is something I've always wanted to do. And for whatever reason, never seemed to get there permanently. And I've always wanted this transition. Uh, it was never couched in those terms, but I look back and the thoughts I had are just so incontrovertible right. that what I'm doing now is what I want to do. And I, um, I'm just very excited. So, uh, it, I'm, I go from, Oh, Hey, this is the most awesome thing ever. And what a great life and look forward and positivity and blah. And then, you know, sometimes it just, it just absolutely hits me. So I'm, I've been hoping I'm going to hold it together. I don't think I'm going to hold it together next week. And I'm yeah. sure as heck not going to hold it together because that's your last podcast. Right. That is your last podcast. And then the next podcast is, um, I believe, me uh, with both kids in college in New York in my new apartment. And um, yeah, and that's going to be exciting and awesome, but uh, probably no co-host. And it's just me dwelling in, in you know, self-pity. Right. It's going to be an awesome <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, so, yeah, we've gone on for a, for a spell but that's actually on purpose a little bit in that I, I'm starting to feel like, and again, this is going to change in three weeks, mm -hmm. <laughs> of I think there's some interesting stuff that we get to talk about in the opening. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm trying to tighten the stuff in between and then sort of topic, uh, jump into the topic du jour. Uh, and, and so anyway, let's, let's move to uh, corrections, clarifications. Uh, really, the only clarification I'm aware of mm -hmm. is that uh, I wasn't sure the name of the park near Marble Arch, and it's Hyde Park. Okay. Yep. And it's in fact one of the largest parks in London. Uh and uh is in fact a royal park. It's a royal. Well, they have like kings and queens yeah, yeah. and stuff over there. We right. don't have those over there. And so a lot the all of the land used to be owned by, you know, monarchy and yeah. royalty and things like that. So it's a royal park uh which was created in 1576 by Henry VIII. Wow. Uh who's very famous for for a song that was uh called henry the eighth oh. that's how people know yeah like, i think he's some sort of history person too right i don't know i think he was married a couple times too uh anyway uh the the uh but 
And, and, oh my God, and the park was the, the site for the Great Exhibition of 1851, which was effectively like a, a World's Fair. Okay, cool. Like an awesome yeah. world, like j- just won the stuff. So it was about, you know, culture and industry and and things like that. And anyway, so, um, so yeah, it, it used to be hunting grounds, hunting grounds. Um, and it's um, 350 acres. Wow. 625 acres if you include the adjacent Kensington Gardens. Okay. So that entire, like, if you look at a map, that entire green thing is actually two parks. Yeah. Together. Uh, and is enormous. So, anyway, yeah, that's it. Anything else? No? No. Okay. Awesome. Well, then we're going to we're gonna go very quickly or slowly. I don't know. We're going to do one of the two in two updates. So, uh, so last week was minute 26. We were, I'm sorry. Minute, hour hour yes. 26. Yeah. Really? I'm sorry. I thought, <laughs> oh, okay, well, I'm depressed now. I'm depressed now. I thought, I thought our last podcast was one minute. <laughs> And uh, in 26 seconds, and I was going to say we're making a lot of progress, but apparently um, I, I misread the note you gave me. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to totally blame this on Dante that it's, uh, in fact, an hour, hour 26. So, which is still good oh, against yeah. our average, but 126, that would have been great. Yeah. That would have been fantastic. Uh, I think the one before that was an hour 21, not a minute 21. Yeah. Because, again, we would have been, like, in a really good place there, an entirely new uh, you know, form of, of podcasting, right. which is listen for 90 seconds. And then we're done. <laughs> uh, it takes longer to download and set up your phone than it is to listen to it. So anyway, <laughs> I hope we continue doing this. Uh, again, the past couple of weeks, uh, less planning than usual. Uh, yep. Probably shouldn't tell people that we've been doing more planning. This is, we did the most planning ever, but then if it sucks, yeah, people were like, Oh really? Really? Yeah. I want to be like, well, look, I'm just covering myself in case this really is bad. And is more rambly than usual, and, <laughs> you know. Then I'll be like, "Well, you know, did you want a podcast or not?" Yeah, you know, like you're only paying seven seven ninety nine per podcast download. You yeah, know? I mean, what do you expect for that? Right, sort of thing. It's not like it's free. You know, if it was free, then I, I wouldn't care. Yeah, but because people are spending good money to download this podcast. You know, yeah. Unless maybe there's a loophole. Maybe there's a loophole that people are finding, and they're not actually spending. Yeah, seven ninety nine per podcast. Yeah. So I, I'd be interested to see if there's other methods other than this premium uh, pathway. Yeah, uh, but then know. they don't get video. And then, well, that's the thing, right? <laughs> that's, you make a very good point. You make a very good point that for seven ninety nine per episode, you get to see us in living <laughs> color, and it's early in the morning, so I'm not wearing makeup, and you know, yeah. and wearing my what? I can't even read it anymore. My chest is too big. I can't uh-huh. read my t shirt. Oh my god. Uh, what's it? Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Yeah. Right. Oh, and you're wearing the 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 sweater. The sweater I give you. Sweater yeah. I give you. So awesome. This, I look again. This is making for compelling. Compel- yeah. But again, if you paid seven ninety nine, mm-hmm. right, and you watch the video podcast, you would be able to see my shirt. Yeah. Right. You'd be able to see Dante's sweater. And you'd be like, oh wow, that's a nice sweater. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like this is totally worth the money. So anyway, anyway, uh, not gonna get into guess again. Uh. But if we were to get into guests, it, the it, the way they would reach us would be... D-I-G at typingmonkeys.com. Yeah, because, you know, and again, I don't use Viagra in the subject line, or it goes straight to straight to my spam folder. Yep. You know, uh, and then I just couldn't sort of get, get back to you. Uh, so, yeah, but hopefully, you know, well, what, what are we going to do when you're down in Baltimore if I get a guest, right? Like, if I get Alton Brown yeah, or I get Brian Fuller... Uh, are you going to come up? I don't know. Maybe. 
We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, if I got Lauren Faust. Okay, I would want to, yes, but like, I, we'll see. So Alton, I don't know. Alton, Brian, apparently, Dante, you're not like, oh, wow, let me come up for that. But Lauren Faust, what? So, anyway. You know, Alton, I think maybe you need to guest star on My Little Pony. And then <laughs> you could probably rise, yeah. rise on the Dante you know, top 10 list. Yeah. Yeah. Dante's shooting daggers at me right now. Totally shooting daggers. Look, Alton Brown doesn't listen to this. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, Alton, not, I mean, that's not anything against Alton. You know, maybe I need to give him a free seven ninety nine, you know, subscription pack sort of thing so we can watch the video podcast. Maybe yeah. that's something we should do. Maybe that's the outreach we should do is to get allow these folks to see the video podcast. But, yeah. you know, in a couple of weeks, it's just going to be me and, like, the cat. Ooh, that's what I'm going to have to do. Uh, right? Yeah. I have to make sure, like, the cat is sitting there, you know, because the video is, you know, the video, the internet is owned by cat, you know, GIFs and cat videos. Yeah. And so maybe that's all I have to do is just kind of position the cat. Right. You know, give the cat some catnip. And then after the cat starts coming down and just wants to, you know, sleep and eat munchies, then boom, then yeah. start doing the podcast. So that'll be the timing. Like right now, we turn the air conditioning off yep. to make sure we don't get the background sound. I'll have to give the cat catnip. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, you know, the one thing I have to say though, I really, in all seriousness, I'm very happy that this update section is getting shorter. Right. Right. That we're not rambling on about utterly inane things. So again, think this is good. Maybe we should do this more in the morning when uh, I'm what. Nothing. Uh, when I'm totally loopy, yeah. right? No, like I have less filter than usual. This is yeah. just, sorry. I mean, I'm on my whatever third cup of coffee now, I think, and it's uh, just not helping. So anyway, anyway, UK pandering, UK pandering. We've already talked about Hyde Park. Yep. Already talked about Hyde Park. Uh, and I guess in the next two weeks, I wanted to sort of wrap up UK pandering. Yep. And specifically the trip, our trip. So I know what I want to cover next week, but I figured this week maybe... Uh, we maybe we can talk about the London Eye. Ooh, right, because that that was your idea. Yeah, like so, the construction yeah. of the London Eye. Very little known fact. Dante's idea. Oh, yeah. Right, without Dante, no London Eye. I was three. You were three. Greatest idea. <laughs> yes, prodigy, child prodigy. Right. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was it was late one night. It was like gonna close in like thirty forty five minutes, and we were close by to it. And we're trying to decide if we want to do it or just go back to the flat or not. And I was... Ooh, listen to you say flat. Oh, my God. You're like London person now. That's awesome. Because <laughs> it's true. It was a flat. It wasn't an apartment. That's yeah. awesome. And um, I decided that I really wanted to do it because I know London Eye is one of the things that like I've known about in London for a long time. Um, I, I literally didn't know what it meant. I, I just heard like London Eye. I thought it was like it was like it was like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Right? The Eye of, of Sauron yeah. sort of thing, you know. Yeah. No, I had no idea uh, what it was called. I didn't know it was I the Lon Lon London Eye. Yeah. I, I knew that there was a really big Ferris wheel in London and that it was like a thing. And so I, when we were there, I'm like, you know what? I actually really want to do it. And it was really cool. I got a lot of – we both – all of us got a lot of really good pictures. Of... Well, we were on the other side of the river, right? That's oh, when yeah, we said, yeah. hey, and then there was the bridge. We had to find the bridge. To go across, because that's when we were trying to find the Cybermen. Wasn't that St. Paul's Church uh, and the, 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 the oh, Doctor Who Cybermen yeah. episode where the Cybermen are marching down the steps? We wanted to try to find a picture and get a picture replicating that. And the yeah. steps have been taken out. Yeah. And there is ramps now. And it, so that, like, 
you know, people in wheelchairs could do it, which is awesome and all, right? But yeah. it was just weird because you're like, I'm looking for this classic photo and I can't find it. Right. So we were like, hey, and you're like, I think the London Eye would be a lot of fun. And yeah. then we jogged over and um, and then it, it, we got in line and they're like, oh, yeah, we're closing in 30 minutes or whatever. And you have to stand in line for like half an hour. And so I'm like, so are we going to make it? And they're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then we got there and they hand us the tickets. I don't know if you remember this. They hand us the tickets and they go, OK, the last one's leaving in five minutes. And I'm like, where are we going? And they're like, over there. And then I think I paid for like extra stuff and we didn't get the booklet for it. And I was like, we didn't have enough time to go back. And it was closed. Yeah. And, and so we literally had to run. Yeah. And we were literally last car yep. in the London Eye. Yeah. No, it was, it was really cool. It got really cool pictures. It was Well, okay, so for people fun. who who haven't been there and aren't really sure what we're talking about, it's not just a regular Ferris wheel. It is like, uh, it's like uh, these giant car. you know, like you see in the movies and like you have the car that's going over the mountains uh, it, in Europe during like World War II sort of thing and they're swinging and those kind of swinging box things yeah and so that's what they're like you're in this enormous ferris wheel and it's this enormous box and there's like 20 25 people per box you're all standing yep. and they've done the windows in such a way that you just have this spectacular view of the city which actually doesn't show up as much on your phone it's more for visual but you're across the street from, you know, Big Ben and yeah. and the Thames and Parliament and and St. Paul's Cathedral and just all this all the beauty of London. And we went uh, during golden hour. We went during sunset. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we were getting those beautiful reds and oranges and yellows coming across. Uh, and uh, I never do stuff like that. I never do touristy type stuff. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. And it's 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 what I like about you is we'll be like, so what should we do? And Dante will just be like, I think we should do the London Eye. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Haven't thought about that. Because as a parent, when you take kids somewhere, like the entire trip is is on you. Right. And if it sucks, it's like your fault. Like, well, London's great, but you took me to the crappy places. Mm -hmm. So when when you know someone's like yes this these are the things I want to do let's go do this um and yeah. and then it turns out to be fun and cool yeah um so I guess the other thing that I want to talk to about about our trip um was I and this was near the end this was near the end I wanted to go to a really cool like 18th century style museum in other words the one that has specimens yeah in like wooden you know, bookcases that have glass over it and crap is in jars and it's just like overwhelming Florida ceiling and it has those old style apothecary labels with yeah. the faded handwriting. Like, that's what I wanted to see. And I've, it's really hard to find stuff like that in the States, obviously. Um, and And so I found the University College of London Museum. And it's this tiny little museum that is made famous for the jar of moles that they have when you walk in there and you walk in there and the first thing you see, and again, it's really hard to find. It's like inside of a, of a, a college building, right? right and yeah. so like you have to hang a left and hang another left. And then it's just like, Oh, Hey, go through this door and you're in a museum as opposed to what we're used to. Of like, here's the giant yeah. museum oh, building yeah. and here are giant signs welcoming you to the giant museum place. And so it's just like, Oh yeah, hang left. Um, second, right past the bathroom is the museum. Yeah. Sort of. And, um, and I made that up. It might be true. It yeah, might yeah. be true because I seem to remember that's where the bathrooms were. But yeah. but uh, you walk in there and there is a there is a giant jar 
like, I don't know, maybe two, two and a half feet tall. Uh, like a specimen jar. Yeah. And it's filled with formaldehyde and moles. Like, there's like, I don't know, 200 moles in there. Yeah. Jammed in there. And it's just such a sign that you don't see in yeah. everyday life. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know Ikeas have them. All right. You know, so people go to Ikea, see them all the time. That's the first thing that greets you, the giant jar the giant, of yeah. moles in in formaldehyde. But, uh, but I don't really go to Ikea anymore. So it's been a while since I've seen something like this. <laughs> And then, and then the next thing you see, and this is what blew me away. This is what blew me away. Uh, and this is stuff that they don't have at Ikea's. Yeah. So, you know, so it's neat was they had, um, the remains of a dodo. Oh, right. Yeah. So, uh, and for me, this was awesome because I've talked about this. I'm a big fan of Patrick O'Brien and, and the Master and Commander series. So Captain Jack Aubrey, uh, Dr. Stephen Matron and Dr. Stephen Matron is a natural philosopher from you know the the early early 19th century right uh, and so it's you know from like 1800 to about 1815 1820 is probably you know as the where the stories take place and so this is when people are trying to learn more about specimens and learning about things and and so they're in Mauritius the book I think is Mauritius commanding it's like the fourth okay. one and 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 Stephen finds someone who has a pillow filled with dodo feathers Allegedly. Yeah. And so the entire book is him negotiating, trying to get these damn feathers. So when you go there, they have the bones of a dodo, right? And the dodo went extinct. The last uh, accepted sighting was in 1662. So wow. Mauritius is off the coast of Madagascar, right? So okay. it's, it's east side of Africa. Sail around the horn. Boom. couple of yeah. islands there. Réunion, stuff like that. And then, um, and so these birds are flightless birds. Right. Um, really cool, big bill, et cetera. Yeah. And, uh, and there were no predators on the island. So the Dutch arrived there in 1598, right? And that's the first thing. And so the birds were hunted by sailors because they were really, really easy to catch, right? Yeah. And, um, and then domesticated animals were introduced to the island by the sailors. So I'm going to go with cat. Yeah. I'm going to go with shadow is mm -hmm. the reason there are no dodos anymore. But again, you walk in there and you don't expect that. You're like, hey, here are bones of the dodo. And then this is what blew my doors off, was next to it was another extinct species that I'd never heard of, right? And it's called um, thylacines. Mm -hmm. And it is the Tasmanian tiger. Yeah. Right, yeah. and it is in fact the the largest known carnivorous marsupial of modern times. Wow, uh, and was called the Tasmanian tiger uh, because of its striped back. Uh, sometimes also called the Tasmanian wolf. So oh, okay. pretty cool, pretty yeah. cool, right? And it was native to continental uh, Australia, Tasmania, and New Guinea, uh, and went extinct. You know, again in the 20th century, um, probably as more as more. Uh, British settlements came in and, and things like that. But anyway, it was just, you see there and you see a complete skeleton yeah. of something big. Oh, yeah. <laughs> something big. Like, you hear about the dodo, oh, flightless bird, okay, I mean, that's horrible and all, but, you know, I understand it that, you know, you introduce any sort of predator to the island, it's going to completely screw up the ecosystem. But, like, this is a freaking predator, right? Yeah. Like, Tasmanian tiger. Uh, and then next to it was the quagga, which was a, a type of zebra, yeah. That had also uh, that had also gone extinct in in South Africa. So again, you walk in here and it's just it's filled. 
It is two yeah. stories. One story? Two stories. It, um, mm, I don't remember. Maybe I'm mixing up It was two stories, but we could only get to one story. Okay. Like, the top story was, like, for the people that were yes. there. Yes, yes, yes. And it is filled. Every place you turn, there's another cabinet. Wooden cabinet with glass filled with formaldehyde jars, bones, all these different things. And I just, I found this, again, for me, for a person like me, this is, this is fascinating. And the reason... It was even more so was the number of things in the uh, Patrick O'Brien books. Right. Like, there's always some natural philosophy going on in the context of each book. Every place they go, they're going to the Galapagos Islands, and then, you know, and and, and it's about tortoises there. And then you go and you see a tortoise (laughs) shell from the Galapagos Islands. You're like, oh, my God. Right? And then one of the things that fascinated me is there's a book, and it might be Mauritius Command. It actually may be the same one. Uh, where the thing they talk about are narwhals. And so a narwhal is a whale that has a horn. It's not actually a horn. It's actually a canine that twirls and then grows. And and they're highly sought after. And so, again, back at this point in time, narwhal was almost a mythical-type creature, right? Yeah. And so Jack, Captain Jack... Gets on one of his things, he gets a narwhal tusk, yeah, and gives it to Stephen as a as a present, and and Stephen is explaining, and they're going back and forth. They're like, well, they had a whole bunch of them, and and this one isn't complete, but it had an interesting twist, and there was this, and Stephen's like, no, 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 Jack, this is, thank you so much, yeah. this is fantastic, and then they meet another character who has a narwhal tusk, and he claims that it was off of a unicorn that he had killed. Mm-hmm. And Jack is like, well, why is this? Like, it's so, I know it's so clear this guy is lying. I mean, I understand he is an artifact of what could be a unicorn, but if you've ever seen a narwhal, you know this yeah. guy is making it up. And it wasn't just like, oh, I found this in a store. It was like, I killed a unicorn. Yeah. And so it's just, again, utterly fascinating me to to to, to go to places like this. Uh, what did you think? What did you think? Oh, it was really cool. Um. The it's interesting the things that get stuck in your head because for me it was like the they had the like from Aldehyde like for salamanders and stuff like really big salamanders but um I I it was really cool just seeing all the various animals not the type of thing I expect to see on a day uh but yeah when you hang out with me yeah you're gonna see crazy ass crap like that yeah that's why I don't go on tours. That's why I don't go on cruises. These are the sort of things I like to discover. And I like to take a left turn and suddenly find myself almost transported to a different century. It's like for those of you who have ever read Nine Princes of Amber uh, by by Roger Zelazny, that was the concept in Baltimore. He was walking through Baltimore and took a left turn, right turn, left turn, right turn. And suddenly he felt like he had gone from a modern neighborhood and had stepped into – you know, the 18th century. Right. Uh, and that's where the this concept of books, of being able to travel to different realms, whatever. But I love doing that. And that's why I love about London. I love it about New Orleans. I love it about New York City. There are neighborhoods that you suddenly go and it's a cobblestone street and things like that. So let me close uh, about the University College uh, uh, of London Museum on this. Uh, and and this tied to, to a college lecture um, I had um the ancient greeks believed that cyclops cyclopses existed right right so if you read the iliad and the odyssey i mean there's various things and not that they were walking around every day 
but they believe from a historical perspective that there used to be a race of giant people yep. who were Cyclops. Yeah. And you sit there and you're like, yeah, whatever, you know, like, no, <laughs> right? No. And then you find out the genesis of Cyclops and it's them finding skeletons of mammoths. And so we saw elephant, mammoth, and rhinoceros skeletons. Yeah. Piecemeal, right? Now, if you find a mammoth forearm and you dig it up and you're in ancient Greece, you don't think, oh, maybe this is an elephant that we've never seen before, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> right? It's like the, the Eddie Zard skit, right? With Hannibal coming over the mountains um, uh, on elephants. And it's like, is it maybe... Elegance? Do you think maybe they got the message wrong? Yeah. Elephants? You sure it's elephants? <laughs> because they're mountains, right? Like, you know, mountains, elephants, don't mix. <laughs> so they weren't used to elephants. So yeah. what the hell were these things? Well, it was obviously a race of giant people. Right. So how did they get to Cyclops? Well, you go to a museum and you look at the skull of a mammoth whose tusks are no longer attached. There is a hole in the cranium in the front yeah where the eye is i swear to god you look at that and you are looking at the skull of a cyclops yeah so if you find the remains of a mammoth and they were big bigger than elephants hell you just find an elephant yeah. or a rhino same sort of thing if the horns if the tusks are not there it looks like a cyclops and so i'd always heard these stories and I was like, wow, that's so neat conceptually. Conceptually, yeah. you're digging and you're finding the remains of an ancient civilization of Cyclops. This is so cool. And then you walk into a museum and you hang a left and it's a Cyclops skull is staring at you. Yeah. So that was that was a real kick. That that was a real kick for me. Um, so I guess let's quickly, quickly, quickly run into mailbag. So... I talked about a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in years and years and years, and yep. uh, and we finally got together. And so she's been sending me notes about the podcast. Uh, so let me share a couple. Of this. So this is Linda. She's in D.C. And she goes, uh, referring to this week's podcast, I would say that you don't run up and down the stairs. Remember I was talking about yeah, how I yeah. wounded my, my, my leg. She goes, I would, uh, I would say that you don't run up and down the stairs. You stomp. But let me be the first to assert that women may indeed stomp and should do so more often. <laughs> and I love that turn of phrase. I love that turn of phrase. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Yes, I guess I do stomp. I guess I do stomp. Uh, but yes, maybe I still want to be able to do things who I am and and be able to be female. Yeah. Right? And that's stomping, apparently. <laughs> and then Adele, Adele uh, from from London, who we hear from periodically, she added to the Facebook thread on that and mm -hmm. said, I stomp <laughs> regularly. So, yes, awesome. Like, you know, team of team of girls, we're all going to stomp. That's yeah. going to be thing. You know, maybe we'll do a movie or <laughs> something called Stomp, which would yeah. be awesome. That'd be great, right? Or a Broadway show, Stomp, yeah. <laughs> right? That'd be awesome. Uh, and then I got another note from Linda uh, saying, love this week's podcast, the first 30 minutes anyway. Now got to go. And that's in reference to uh, the last one where you talked for 30 oh. minutes and I didn't. Yeah. So uh, that was the, yeah, more Dante, the more Dante podcast. So uh, yeah, uh, never got anything about the final 30, final, well, 45 minutes when yeah. I talk. So I don't know. 
Uh, and then Mike in Gaithersburg, our, our good friend Mike, uh, he sent me on Facebook a graphic uh, saying, in case you didn't know, transgender people don't want to use the bathroom of their intended gender to pray on your wa on your wives and kids. They want to use it because they have to pee. And Mike added a note saying, shared mostly because I read it in your voice. So, Mike, I guess you're going to have to let me know if this was the voice. Yeah. Because, again, I've known Mike for a very long time, and he we've he's known me in, in old Didge voice, right. which might be the same as now, right? Like, I just, my voice right. has changed a, yeah. a little yeah. bit. It breaks a little bit more. Uh, it's a little bit more animated. I think it's a little bit more positive, you know, have been known to be an angry, intense person over the years. Maybe I still am. I don't know. Uh, but I feel like, look, I, I don't disagree with the sentiment at all. I am struggling with how to deal with this. But, you know, I have not run into issues in in Maryland or in New York yet. Yeah. Or in Virginia or in Virginia. Um, and I mean, I've gotten some looks in Virginia, but no one said anything. But usually I just keep my head down. I'm just like, you know, I'm not this open i don't do the homer simpson hand gestures when i'm right. about to enter into into a bathroom uh at least not often yeah I'm, I'm cutting it back i'm cutting back on that <laughs> sort of thing right uh so but yes i mean i agree with the sentiment i just i don't i'm sort of waiting to kind of weigh in a little bit because i haven't had enough experiences and and i need to understand how other people react to this. And yet, I, obviously, it's not a, oh, no, you have to save the children. Oh, my yeah, God, yeah. sort of thing. I like, like, yeah, that's, we all know that's horseshit. Uh, but I, I don't want to make other people uncomfortable in a bathroom, right? Yeah. Now, I mean, I don't know about anyone else. I'm uncomfortable when anyone else is in the bathroom. I like being in the bathroom by myself. I mean, I don't like locked doors and things like that, but I just have always not been comfortable. So, right. you know, if it's that sort of discomfort, then, you know, tough, tough. Right? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, it, it's funny that he said that, right? Because I um, I responded back to him. You threaten a DJ for hitting you on your fiance, and it follows you for the rest of your life. Which is, it goes back to a story of when I was engaged to your mom. We were at a wedding in New Jersey uh, of some friends of ours, and there was a DJ there who was trying to get the party going and blah blah blah. And so the way he was doing it was very sexually suggestive, and because he was in a position of authority with kids that are in their 20s sort of thing getting married he would put his hands on women not on guys and position them and then slowly sort of roll his hand off in a i'm gonna i'm gonna touch 20 year old women right yeah sort of thing so talk about creepy you know this is wasn't i need to go to the bathroom to pee it's not about praying this guy was actually praying on women. And this yeah. has always bothered me in my life. This has always bothered me. It's why as much as I'm an Italian, a very tactile person until I know somebody really well, I won't even shake hands. Sometimes I'll just wave goodbye. Like, Hey, Hey, yeah. it's become a lot more accepted for me, for who I am. I think for people understand me, but I've always been very hesitant. And, and cause I just yeah. feel like it's an invasion of privacy. It's inappropriate. It's, it's trying to get some level of kicks, it, it just bothers me right. to no end and has always bothered me to no end. And this guy was pawing women. He was pawing at women and he was pawing at my fiance. And it was a party and I guess women, I guess I'm learning this too, where you just sort of ignore it. You right. don't make an issue of it because number one, you're going to be told you're too sensitive. You're going to be told that you're wrong, yada, yada, all these different things. But this bothered me. This bothered me to no end. And I was not going to tolerate it. 
So this is unfortunately on video somewhere. Yes, wow. it's on video. Oh my god. Which is why no one will ever let go of this. And every time I see Mike, Mike always brings this up as a joke. I turn to everyone at the table, all the guys at the table, and I'm like, this guy is pawing at Yvonne. He's pawing at all the women, he's pawing at Yvonne. And I don't know if they agreed. I don't know if they were egging me on. I don't know. Whatever it was, I believe this guy, this DJ was doing it and that uh, and that other people agree. But they started to egg me on. And I said, like, see, he did again. You see? And so, and you can see me. I am leaning forward in my chair. I am like a tiger. I'm like a Tasmanian tiger yeah. about to leap out of my chair. And I turn to them and I go, if this son of a bitch touches Yvonne one more time, I'm I'm gonna let him have it. I'm gonna take him out. I don't care. I don't care. And it's perhaps possible that I'd had a couple drinks. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. And so the video is funny because I'm sitting there leaning forward in my chair in sort of my, you know, high school wrestling sort of days. That intensity right. I will kill you. If you yeah. do this, I will kill you. And you guys know that look from growing up. You know, I I've I have a good intimidating kind of look, right? Yeah. And um and so the guy was setting up uh Paradise by the Dashboard Light, Meatloaf, and was setting up the bridesmaids as first base, second base, third base, home base. All right? And having the groom go first base. And so he was pawing women. Very suggestive song. Great song, very suggestive song. And was positioning the bridesmaids. Um, and it was bothering me. And because he would like rub his up hands up and down. It was just totally inappropriate. Totally inappropriate. And um, and so he touched Yvonne one more time. And you see this on video. I leap out of my chair. There's a point where I leap out. And you see the looks on all of their faces. And they run to cut me off. And like take me outside to cool me off probably give me a couple cigarettes that just like relax wow. but um yeah so that <laughs> has dogged me wow uh so when again so when mike says hey i uh, i read this in your voice i'm trying to figure out is it that voice <laughs> right how dare you i will kill you voice or if it's my new groovy hip <laughs> happy and upbeat always look forward kind of voice i don't know i don't know uh, so with that, with that, we are now going to move into the topic du jour. So as I said before, uh, we're um, we're moving out of this house in five days. I mean, not completely, not completely. We're yeah. moving everything that I'm taking to New York uh, is going into a truck in uh, in five days. Yeah. So today and tomorrow, I'm trying to pack the rest of it. A couple days in New York, come back, and then we ain't going to sleep until everything that's going is packed. Your brother has been a godsend. He has, he has packed, I don't know, 30 boxes of books and DVDs yeah. and stuff like that for me, which has been, and taped and taped and yeah, like awesome. So I probably have another 20 or 30 boxes. I'm going to be just kind of dumping various things in. And then, then I'm back for a week sort of visiting this house, <laughs> yeah. right? And actually being up in New York. And then at the end, we're going to, uh, uh, Michael and I are going to take the cat because Michael has his driver's test coming up. Maryland yeah, right. totally screwed yeah. up way of doing it. Anyway, Anyway, um, so all of this speaks to me wanting to reminisce a little bit about the house 
you yeah. know, and then I think next week is going to be reminiscing about, you know, the 18 years we've had together yeah. and how, um, you know, that phase of our life is, is coming to a close for you, yeah. you know, from, from someone living in the house and then, and under someone else's rules to the first step to you defining who you are as a human being and, yeah. and, 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 striking out on your own path uniquely your own path and i'm very excited about that uh but i guess today is going to be about you know before that and um and i guess it, you weren't it, we we bought this house before you were born we bought this house after michael was born uh we actually could not afford it so we had to we had to buy it with a friend of ours um who a friend of mine was out in portland mm -hmm. and so uh the, the michael's room is where she used to she used to live. Oh, okay. um, because again, like we just couldn't. I mean, so let me back up. We uh, we were trying to find a townhouse, right? We we're trying to find a place to start a family, right? Yeah. And so, so we had a dear friend. She joined in and loved the, you know, loved Michael and and uh, and the cat Vito, Vito yeah, the cat yeah, at that yeah. point, you know, and and so we had a lot of fun, but it, it was hard to find a house. You had to find something that was cheap because we just couldn't afford a lot of money. So we found right. this house, uh, and it was in foreclosure. Meaning, meaning the guy had to sell the house because he had so many liens against the house, owed so much money to the mortgage company and things like that, that they were forcing him to sell the house so that he could pay off his debts. Yeah. That's basically how it worked. And so when you go into a foreclosure sale, no one's cleaning the house, right? No one's like, yeah. that's what I'm doing, right? Like after I move out, I got two weeks of people pulling out the carpets upstairs that have been in this house for 20, 30 years right. and replacing it with new carpets and painting the walls and patching the holes, holes of which I have no idea how they got there. <laughs> um, so this was as is. This was as is. Yeah. And so we bought the house and we come down to the basement and this is before we signed everything. Like, this is the house. This is, we can make this work. We can really make, the, was, oh my God, we're so excited. And, um, and so we come down in the basement, which is where we're recording right now. Yeah. And in the corner are pay phones, like pay phones that you see on streets that you stick a quarter into, yeah. right? Well, you probably don't even see them anymore, but you used to. Yeah. Wrapped in cardboard. In other words, he had somehow gotten a stolen delivery of pay phones that he was selling like black market out of his basement. Wow. And this is who this guy was. And everywhere you went, the wiring, the wiring in the basement doesn't freaking work. And I'm afraid to rewire the house because I'm afraid if I do it wrong, I'm going to burn the house down. Right. Sort of thing. But the wiring in the house is so bad. And we had a legal cable when we came in. And so like the cable guy came over and he's like, I'm like, I want it out. Okay. I don't know the guy who did it before me. I know what's going on. I'm going to pay. Like just yeah. pull all the illegal stuff. So the wiring, he had, we had a fan he installed his own fans to cool rooms off. Right. And yeah. so they would wobble a little bit. Wow. And so he had one over the bedroom, over the bed in the master bedroom. <laughs> and he's oh, like, Oh God. yeah, this is awesome. And I'm like, no, take it out. I'm not sleeping under blades of death that wobble as they spin. Yeah. You know, the many swords of Damocles over. No, no, <laughs> not going to happen. And then, we had when you when you buy a house, you have an agreement of like this is the date someone's going to be out by. Yeah, and then you have the sort of rent back thing of like, oh, if they're not out by that date, they're going to pay you back this amount of money. 
and it is a penalty for someone who's not out. That's yeah. the point of this, is not to actually do it, but right. to but to say you've got to be out. So get the fuck out of this house, or else you're gonna have to pay money back. And so we went through we went through the uh, the signing. Your mom was so nervous. She was so she spilled um, a glass of water on the documents that we had to sign, sort of thing. And oh my god, does your arm get tired? Uh-huh. You are signing like eight thousand documents, right? <laughs> And, um, and at the end of it, we went, they had, they had to go through all the liens. Cause like, Hey, here's, here's what we're paying up front. Here's what the loan is paying. Here's this blah, blah, blah. Right. And so he gets this very tidy chunk of change back in the nineties, whatever it was. I mean, it's a crappy townhouse. Look, it's a crappy two story townhouse with basement, right? Yeah. Like it's traditional suburban-y type stuff. Yeah. It's not like, Oh, internet house. Like, no, <laughs> it's a crappy Hardwood, you know, no hardwood floors. It's, you know, just, it's crap. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. So he gets his money for it. And, oh, so he's got to pay off his mortgage that he hasn't paid off in like a year. Yeah. And then he has to pay off the housing association. And then there's like a phone, someone from the phone company there. And then there's someone from like electric there, right? right? Or, or, you know, gas and power, whatever. And so it's just like, oh my God, we went, he ended up with a hundred bucks. Literally, oh he walked goodness. out of selling this house. He had a hundred bucks. Jeez. And then we go back and the shit's not out of the house. I mean, the basement is filled with his crap. And I'm like, so when is this getting out? And so, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not a, you know, blushing flower, whatever the hell that term <laughs> is. Whatever it is, that's not me. Right? Yeah. And so I'm like, so dude, when are you gonna, when are you getting out of the house? And so like it, we then had to go kind of through mediation because he wasn't ready to move. And so they're like, well, we're going to pay you back. And I'm like, well, my lease is ending, you know, and we have to be out. And we wanted a couple days to repaint the house. Yeah. And so we lost all those all those days. Like we had to move in immediately. And uh, and the basement was still filled with stuff. I'd take it all. He he dumped half of it out front in a oh giant pile. And I kind of pulled the rest of the stuff. I'd never been in this neighborhood. And so we're now closed. He's out. I'm out front probably having a celebratory cigarette yeah. know, smoking at that point. And I'm like, I own a fucking house. This is so yeah. awesome. Right. And the woman walking her little dog goes, are you going to leave that pile there? You're not allowed to do that. And I'm like, really? Like yeah. I li- And I, I look and I'm like, well, I literally just bought the house an hour ago. And that's the old tenant dumping stuff. I don't even know what the policies are here. She's like, well, you're not allowed to do that. And I'm like, could you give me more than 20 minutes of enjoyment yeah. of owning a damn house? So anyway, that's that's how we sort of started out. Yeah. And again, it was a fantastic, it's been a fantastic starter house. But I mean, you just walk around and, and like the floor in front of the TV, floor in front of the TV. And you guys used to play video games and stuff like that. And you yeah. jump up and down. I mean, you yeah. guys were very excited playing <laughs> yeah. video games and you'd pe- jump up and down while you were playing. Uh, not even like a Wii game, just like yeah. a normal game. You would stand up and jump up and down. And pretty soon the floor started to bend yeah. on us. And so I had to pull all the carpeting out. And it turned out that the plywood floor that they had put in, they'd only put in one layer. Wow. And you're supposed to put two layers in with good plywood certain thickness, right? Yeah. And and in in opposite directions. So, right. you know, it, uh, perpendicular to each other. And that's how you build strength across the floor beams, yeah. the ceiling beams, right? They didn't do that. 
They didn't do that. And so it was just everywhere you turn, there was something else that you had to repair. And then the housing association, like just having to deal with these insane housing association folks who would, you know, you every spring you'd get this letter and the entire community was in terror as to like, what repairs do I have to do on the house so I don't get fined by the housing association? Yeah. And again, at the end, I got a whole bunch of people to complain because they're like, you have to paint the little metal vent thing on the back of your house that nobody can see. And it's like, okay, this has never been painted. This house was built, whatever, 1980. Okay. This was like five years ago. I'm like, this house has been here for 30 years. No one in the housing association has ever requested that be painted because you can tell. So what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Uh, And there were so many complaints that I think they finally got rid of this person. And now they're just like, can you please cut the grass? Yeah. (laughs) You know? And so, again, pendulum swing. That's how it – I like – I don't mind doing repairs. I'm like, hey, I like your fence. You got to fix the fence. Yeah. But, yeah, it was was absolutely crazy. But what was neat was that this is – you know, this is a house we were in when you were born. Yeah. And I still remember the day we brought you back. When we brought you back, uh, your brother, Michael, was so excited. He was so excited. And so, you know, it's uh, it's exciting and you're very happy, but you're exhausted. You're exa- Poor Yvonne, so exhausted, you know. Yeah. Because uh, she's doing all the work. I yeah. Just, I just kind of hold her hand and, you know, tell her that she's doing great. And uh, and, and, and she doesn't believe me. That's really, you know, my role. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And we come in the house and Michael is has his hands on the door to the basement and he's swinging it back and forth because he's so excited to have his little brother home yeah and the door had a little metal strip on the bottom that had plastic so that the air from the basement wouldn't go to the first floor and vice versa right and the strip had come off and so he swung the door with now just a metal clip on the bottom and it cuts over the top of his foot and he cuts his foot open gushing blood yeah gushing blood and uh and he wanted his mom so like i had to take you she had just gone through natural childbirth so she's a little dodgy walking wise right like that's they don't they don't tell you the extent of literal body damage that one goes through you don't want to have to carry you know another kid and so we'd go to the hospital yeah get his foot suits oh my god so uh, so a lot of memories here, a lot of memories yeah. here. Let me, I guess, let me share a couple more. Let me share a, a, a few more. Um, it, it, is that, uh, Christmases, Christmases were so much fun here. Uh, because I, I so enjoyed trying to find stuff for you guys that you didn't know existed yeah. that would make your eyes pop Christmas morning. Yeah. Um, and that's, <laughs> and again, the internet had just started at this point. I just started at, at AOL. So I could find these things. I could find right. what the hot toys were. I could find... And so whenever the Wii came out, it was impossible to get away. It was impossible to get away. And, and, and your mom's like, yeah, well, okay, you know, we'll get it whenever. I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. We're getting it for Christmas. The kids, that is the big present. Yeah. Your eyes are going to just explode sort of thing, <laughs> right? And, and so I couldn't get one. And so I had to go on eBay, and the prices were crazy to get one of these things. It was already yeah. like 200 bucks to begin with. Yeah. And just the markup on it was crazy. And so I finally found someone who was not going to charge me an arm and a leg, you know, and another leg, just yeah. an arm and a leg. And, uh, and local, 
and local. So yeah. it's like two days before Christmas. I mean, that's the thing. Like you don't have to go through shipping because you don't know what the boxes, blah, all those yeah. different things. So uh, near where we went, Chipotle, the bank there. Yeah. I made arrangements to meet this person uh, by the bank. That's a freestanding bank in yeah. in this, you know, it's kind of really nice strip mall kind of area. <laughs> and like bring cash. And so we had to figure out who we like. This was pre phones where you're texting each other sort of thing. So it's like this clandestine third man sort of right. meeting. Yeah. And uh, and then like, do you have the merchandise? You know, and I guess maybe it was like a meth deal, too. I don't know. <laughs> like, do you have the merchandise? I'm like, yeah. Do you have the, do you have the cash? Like, yep. And then count it. And uh, and I got the Wii and uh, and I wrapped it and do you remember that? Do you remember that? Clip? Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I guess I'll hand the story over to you. Uh, I mean that's the ex- I we got the you opened it. It was awesome. I think it that's was what awesome. I'm for you yeah, yes. yeah. It was awesome. Um, I don't have a long story. It was a while ago. What do I? Th- okay. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. No, I asked and I thought you were like, yes, I do have a long story. Okay. So, uh, and you didn't, which is fine. Uh, but I was very excited and you guys just couldn't believe it. Yeah. And the unbridled joy of of a child where you don't understand, you know, some of the realities of life and various hard things. And it's just everything is awesome. And if yeah. you're don't have you know if the jelly isn't spread on your on your <laughs> sandwich that's a fucking tragedy right oh, yeah. and um so so yeah i mean that that was that was you know our early years in this house and then and then you know when your mom and i split up i did not realize how much of the decorations were of her choosing <laughs> not mine yeah. right so I joke about Kentucky Derby hats and things like that. She had a hat collection that hung off the walls. Right. So when she, uh, a long story that I don't really want to get into, but it, the decision was made that I was keeping the house and she was moving out. And so, so she started packing. And uh, by the time she had left, there were two things on the walls. It was the two Doc Savage uh, paintings I had yeah. upstairs, right? <laughs> uh, two things. And I kind of looked at her. And again, we were not, this was not the worst thing ever. Like, we were actually able to speak to each other and yeah. sort of thing. I mean, we didn't want to sort of be in the same room, but we could. You yeah. Know, we could. Yeah. And we could actually even laugh about a couple things. And I'm like, so, not a lot left on the walls. And she's like, well, what are you trying to say? I'm like, that I didn't, my stuff didn't make it to the walls? Yeah. <laughs> You know, the stuff that was important to me yeah. was like upstairs, you know, in a closet somewhere. So I got to decorate the house and it became very important because I was very worried for you guys that of how hard this this divorce was going to be on you all. And because um, that's what that's what broke my heart. Right. I mean, look, I knew this thing was coming between the two of us for a couple of years. We both knew it was coming and it just um you know, I didn't want it to happen, but it happened. And I just, it, there was a point where I accepted and was devastated, but I just accepted, okay, yep, this is, this, this is the way life's going to be. And, yeah. you know, but I felt bad for you guys because we both so enjoyed being parents with you guys and, and, and we were yeah. losing that and we're losing that. And so I wanted to make sure that you understood that the house was your house. And and so that's how we ended up having all the Godzilla figures downstairs and the Transformers yeah. and the Bionicles and Zoids and all the various toys 
and spread out all over. And I don't, again, so I don't know if you remember that where we used to decorate and put stuff all over the place and just determine what was going to go up because I wanted when you opened that front door to know that this was your house. Right. That despite all of the drama that was going on, that you felt like this was home. To me, that is so important that everyone has a place they go and they can sit on a couch and get a bowl of ice cream and be who they are. And maybe it's because I never had that. Not that. And that's not to criticize anyone else in my life. I never revealed to stuff. I always kept it secret. I just never felt like I could. And that was on me. That was on me. If I'd come out and people reacted poorly, that's on them. Yeah. (laughs) It was on me because I never felt like that. And so I wanted to overly encourage anything that someone felt was who they were, that they could share that. Yeah. And for you guys, that would be demonstrated palpably by your crap being in the living room when you walked into the house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and your friends had to think this was like the coolest house. Yeah, they they really did. And for, geez, I remember elementary school and middle school having people over a lot, but then I just kind of didn't. I don't know. It was a weird period. And Well, it's also growing up. It's adolescence and, yeah. and you know, the fact that you have parents becomes embarrassing. Yeah I, yeah. I mean, I used to really tick your brother <laughs> off because I would drive him and his friends to whatever, a party or whatever it was. And I, you know, worked on horror movie type stuff. And I, you know, I knew stuff from television and, yeah. you know, I'd Godzilla things. And they used to go, Michael, your dad is so cool. And he'd be like, no, he's not. Like, no. Oh, my God. Poor kid. Yeah. Poor kid. But I guess the big thing was post-divorce was I had to relearn what a family was because I was so caught up in growing up with a brother and and you know two parents living in the house very Italian close family yeah and then being married and having two boys uh in a very close-knit house where we did a lot of stuff together and the divorce I, I have to admit for a long time uh was I I was losing my family because I got so caught up in the definition of family. Right. Of the of the the Norman Rockwell nuclear family that it's two parents and it's two kids and it's and yeah. the moment you don't have a mom and dad together in that environment that meant I didn't have a family anymore. And it it took me a couple years to realize that the three of us were and are a family. Right. And that yeah. all those and the steps we did, you know, the first trip we did to California of just the three of us, we were able to build our own jokes, our own cadence, our own laughter, our own frustrations, our own whatevers. But we were able to do our own stuff. And it was so recharging. I think that's when I finally got over the divorce because I was I don't know if you remember this. But I mean, I was a wreck for like two years afterwards. Yeah. Like people were just like, suck it up. And I'm like, I, you know. This is all I actively ever wanted. I didn't realize I wanted yeah. to. I never thought I could openly be transgender. So I never felt like that was something I could attain. But what I could attain was to be a family and be happy yeah. with that. And when I lost that, I was devastated. And by the time I figured out, wait, I have a family. It's just you have to realize it's a family 
and that the three of us in a odd way became closer because we looked forward to seeing each other because it was whatever three nights a week every other weekend two nights a week whatever it worked out to be every other weekend and we and it was the three of us and yeah. so your mom could say okay well everyone's going to a party and all the stuff that i sort of didn't want to do we were actually able to sit down on a couch and play video games and we were yeah. able to you know uh, watch every single episode of doctor <laughs> Who and then talk about stuff you know we watched yeah. tintin last night yeah because it was written you know the first draft was written by stephen moffat yeah who is the the current show showrunner um and so i i guess maybe let me ask you what because i think that was when you were coming into your own in this house is as i understood what family was and i understood that i could still be me and i could be wacky and we could enjoy ourselves and the three of us could do whatever the hell we wanted mm. so uh, what memories do you have then of of that of that time period yeah no i i remember um the way that our rooms worked um <laughs> when and my the farthest back I remember was uh, Michael and I both in the same room. He had the bunk bed. I had the bed underneath it. I think it was a race car bed, but I don't actually remember if it was or not. It was a race car bed that we got rid of a couple of years ago, originally because Elisa uh, was living in the other room. And then I don't know what happened, but I think once she... I know that the other room, like, in my memory, it was only ever, like, the playroom. So I didn't... <gasps> You're right! You're right, because you guys wanted to sleep together. You guys wanted to bunk yeah. together. Yeah. And then you had a separate playroom. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. Yes. And then... At... It also meant we could pull the toys out of your room. Exactly. Right? And yeah. so it was very distinctive. Yeah. yeah. And at some point, um, we separated into two rooms. And do you remember, like, when that was? Or... It was a while ago. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't okay. uh, year. No, I have no idea. Okay, um, I have, I have no idea. I probably probably more like sixth grade, fourth grade sort of yeah, thing. I mean, so when you get to junior like high school, when you get to junior high is usually when the older one wants a little bit more privacy. Still wants to hang out with you all the time, oh, right, but absolutely. just it's sort of like change in the morning, sort of privacy. That yeah. I think is yeah. really so. It's and, probably yeah. I would say six, eight, probably eight years ago. Probably yeah. eight. Eight, eight, then, probably around the time um, mom and I split up. Yeah. Was probably, pro you probably wanted to hang, but you guys would crash. You would fall asleep in each other's rooms. Yeah. So even though you had separate rooms, you'd still end up sleeping on the couches next to each other. <laughs> or, you know, like you would have sleepovers basically, yeah. which was funny. Um, I, in fact, the first week you did that, <laughs> that you had your own rooms, you guys would do sleepovers because you didn't actually end up wanting to sleep in your own <laughs> rooms anymore because you were lonely. It was really yeah. cute. Um, really cute. And I remember I got the uh, the toy room to be turned into my room, and I had a bunk bed. I don't remember if Michael, if I took Michael's bunk bed or if we both had bunk beds. No, for no, you had period. the IKEA bunk bed because remember I put all the Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh yeah. Things because it's now actually Michael's bed. We took apart the bunk bed. I know this is utterly fascinating to the world, but you know, hey, we get yeah. this is our podcast. We get to do whatever the hell we want. But yes, we used to. Uh, the kids used to play Yu-Gi-Oh. Which was a collectible card game, which was like Magic the Gathering. I think I talked about that before. Yeah. But it was this was crafted for kids, and so they always had new releases, and the artwork was awesome. Yeah. And so I would cut out the packs and then slide them in these little plastic sleeves, and then would build yeah a row across the bed yeah. as like a decoration. But no, the 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 last time, well. When Michael went to college, we switched rooms again because 
uh, I guess his room was bigger, and he wasn't going to be using it, so it made more sense for me to do that. Well, I will go a little bit deeper psychologically and say, yes, I'm the youngest as well, so I know <laughs> what's going on. But part of it is, is um, I, I don't want to say dominance, but you are taking your position as the oldest child in the house. Yeah. Right? I guess I am. There, it's something I was always very careful about, you guys, was that it was never big brother, little brother. Because when you're little, that's great. But when you get older and when you get to be 18 years old, you don't want to be a little brother anymore. Yeah. And I always made sure or tried to make sure that you guys were able to transition to older brother, younger brother, so that you were both equals at some point in time and that your life wasn't always secondary to his and that he understood that. And that didn't diminish him in any way, shape, or form. You guys are brothers, right. and you guys should do stuff together, and it shouldn't be, well, you do this, you do this, you do this sort of thing. Because I just think that's damaging long-term to, yeah. to to a relationship. But I think there is something to that of you putting your foot down. Because the first summer he came back was a shock for him. He's like, I'm not top dog anymore. What the uh -huh. hell's going uh -huh. on? <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and then now we're both moving our stuff again, so... That's no, I mean, it's full yeah. circle. It's full circle. And it's why, you know, I think I was a lot more emotional last night because um, I got the letter last night about my gender stuff. And um, but it still hits me. I mean, it still hits me. You 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 turn and you and, and you know, a walls empty. And so, uh, yeah. And I, I mean, I, and the thing is, is that I think we there were things we did as a family that we were able to define as. As a family, I mean, yeah. such as cooking together, which yeah. was which yeah. was a great we, joy. Yeah, uh, we started with um, what was it, hamburger helper, where, oh my god, <laughs> and we would make that, and then slowly that well, which you is know like where, a right. You know why? Because I hadn't cooked in so long. Yeah, your mom had cooked so much, and I wanted to do fun stuff, and so we did hamburger helper extraordinaire. Yeah, but um, it's like a little. It had like a packet of noodles and like a flavor thing and like instructions for adding a little bit and we started adding more cheese and more sour cream and more just little bits and it was a easy to make meal well that we did together. the progression was let's start with hamburger helper so you guys can have a fun meal i mean i can try to cook and it's gonna suck mm -hmm. even though i'd done a lot of cooking before i really hadn't cooked in whatever 15 years and so yeah. i'm like okay this has to be fun kids like mac and cheese and they like burgers so we're going to do Hamburger Helper, which is basically mac and cheese, as you say, with the noodles, yep. with the little cheese, the gooey cheese pack. And then, you know, you throw in a pound of ground beef yeah. and then we share it. And then I taste it. I'm like, this isn't very good. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this needs cheddar cheese. This needs real cheddar cheese. Yep. So I got real cheddar cheese. We tossed that in. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I have a really interesting Alfredo recipe where I use sour cream. And it adds a richness to it. So I'm like, I'm going to add a dollop of sour cream. And suddenly this was like, wow, this is really good. And then I'm like, well, let's add a can of corn in. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Because yeah. they have to get their veggies, right? So I throw a can of corn in. And so suddenly this thing went. And then suddenly I'm like, okay, well, I'm now I'm making my own cheese sauce. I don't, okay, I'll just buy my own pasta. And so, yes, we started with Hamburger Helper. It expanded into Hamburger Helper extraordinaire was actually what i had dubbed it <laughs> and then it became hand hamburger helper extraordinaire without the hamburger helper yeah and that was really the first steps and it's why i think why i cook the way i do yeah which is take a store-bought thing and make it better right because there's some sort of 
I don't know, the dishonor. Oh, you cook out of a you cook out of a box for your kids? I can't believe. Like kids love mac and cheese in a box. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and so that was our cooking style was how do we take the stuff that is out of a box that is from the deli counter or what whatever and how do we how do we expand it? And yeah. how do we slowly have fun? And it's something that I tried to bring to you. I have been in many kitchens in many different relationships and people always want to cook together and there always ends up being one person who does the cooking and the other person who cuts stuff up for that primary cook. And I hated being the person who diced stuff up. Right. And I never wanted to do that with you guys. I mean, in the beginning I wanted to show you, here's how you do things. Yeah. But I always wanted us as a group to make the food together yeah. and taste it and go, what spice do you think we should add next? And then pull the spices out and smell. And what do you think about cumin? Should we toss cumin in there? Yeah. And then and never be afraid of screwing up. Right. And never be afraid of making a mess. Yeah. Right? Because I my motto is always if you're not making a mess, then you're not cooking. And this is why I don't like to bake, is because yeah. baking is is very exact. So did you how do you how was that? Because I mean you're the one who who originally started talking about hamburger helper when we were sort of prepping for this thing. Um what does cooking in this house mean to you? I mean, uh, it means that we're all together and, and it's like rather than – I mean, it, watching TV or movies is fun, but like rather than just being in the same room and watching the same thing, we're actually doing something together. And that that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Thanksgivings were fun. Oh, yes. Because you each had your own side dish. That we would make. That you would make. I mean, do you remember your first side dish? Um, Was that the carrot slaw? Carrot slaw. Yeah. Carrot slaw. I think that was an Alton Brown recipe, too. I believe so. If I'm so. not mistaken. Yes, yeah. Uh, and it was... It Where was... he pulled it into strips instead of shredding it, because that way it wasn't as, like, mushy. And... Right. Right. Yeah. And that was yours. And however you want... Like, we made it together the first time, and then... It was like, okay, Dante, you make – because what you put um, – I guess you put uh, raisins in there. Yep. And like mayonnaise and I don't yeah. remember what else went yeah, in there. Yeah, it was – yeah. And, uh, and that was yours. That was your dish. You know, we would talk about, hey, well, what if we put this in? What if you put – and so again, these – all these things became individual recipes. Your brother did all the all the mashed potatoes. Yep. Right? And then we'd talk about, oh, oh, let's put some sour cream in. Let's put cheese in here. Let's do it this way. Let's do it that way. And I just thought it was neat. It was neat because someone was in charge of something, yeah. you know, and it was like, hey, I need help doing it. But it wasn't just let me sit around and be a sous chef. Yeah. Uh, which which drove me which drove me nuts. So I guess we need to cook then um, before we move. <laughs> yeah. Which is going to be hard because I'm moving all the pots and pans out. Oh, right. I guess I could use the crop, the crappy <sighs> pots and pans that I'm going to be giving you um, that are down in the basement. Um, I guess let me, uh, you know, move towards the 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 wrap of this. Uh, that there's another meaningfulness of this house to me. That's this is where I came out, you know, as an adult. Yeah, this was the first place I really didn't have a roommate. Um, I had had a roommate, and then and then started rooming with your mom, and then we got married, and then we moved here. And so having you guys only part-time was when I started to have time to understand who I was when no one else was around. Because when you're a parent, you're busy. And when you're married, you're busy. And it's always like, hey, what are we doing here? 
And there's not a lot of alone time. There's not a lot of thinking time. It's not that coal from True Detective where you yeah. sit in a chair and you stare at a blank wall, which I intend to do when I'm up in New York. When you move in with someone, there's simply not enough room to have something like that. And so this house afforded me that opportunity to to explore who I am and who what my ambitions were and what I wanted out of my life. And especially as you guys started to get older and I understood that I was going to have a life, I'm single and both of you are going to be in college and I'm going to see you three months out of a year if I'm lucky, yeah. not sort of 50-50. And so that I'm already cutting my time down. And that was when I was really started to explore where I was. And that's why I don't think I could have come out earlier. I didn't have time to think of life in that context. I didn't. Right. You know, it wasn't it was never more important than cooking with you guys and doing stuff with you guys. And so this house, you know, the first floor is where I I said I accept. You know, if you go back to the first podcast that I ever did, I talked about what that first day was like. And that first day is inextricably connected to this house and the first floor and to into you know, my bedroom and this podcast is inextricably connected to this space of the basement. And this, uh, this is why it's, I'm surprisingly unemotional. Right. Because what is behind Dante right now is an ancient map of the world. (laughs) Well, it's not really an ancient map of the world. It's a faux ancient map of the world, but it's basically hung up against you know an unfinished basement wall so you don't see cinder block everywhere yeah and it's a pile it's a giant you know plywood board that i think your mom used to use to like cut fabric on that i just never got around to throwing out and then behind it are piles of crap that i'm still sorting and that effectively has been here um you know for 10 years yeah (laughs) you know and so the basement is not reflective of of the impending move. Yeah. Uh, and, but again, this house, we've had so many memories here and so many, so many cool things. And, um, and I don't think I, I would have come out. I don't know. I, I cannot imagine. Let me put it this way. You talked about this last week where you imagine the future, you see the future and you see that future and the location is based out of this house. Because this is home for you. Right. Your mom moved around a fair amount. And and I'm sure, you know, where she lives now feels like home. But I I, I don't want to speak for you because it's not about me. It's about family and location and love. But I have to believe that this place is home for you. Yeah. That like when you close your eyes, this is what home is. And um, yeah. and it's why next week I think we'll probably get to that emotion. I'm getting a little choked up right now and I'm trying I'm trying to hold it back because um, I don't, you know, want to ball like yeah. whatever on this thing. But um, but no, I've lived a lot of my life here. I've lived half of, well, no, well, whatever the percentage is, 40% of my life I've, I've lived here. Uh, and, um, and as much, and as much as I bitch about this house and the cinder block walls and the sagging floors and all these different things, um, I am, I'm really going to miss it. I'm really going to miss it. So. Uh, to to channel uh, Forrest Gump. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, so let's wrap. Avengersandtransgendering.com uh, is our home base. Yeah. This is Dante's. This house is Dante's home base. My home base on the internet. Adventuresandtransgendering.com. Links to Facebook. Uh, I probably should add a link to our YouTube channel. I just have been so crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy busy that just getting the podcast up and out has been the extent of time. And again, in a couple of weeks, once I get my life sorted in New York, out of boxes, less pressure on that, I'm hoping to get to a cadence of what this podcast actually is yeah. into the future. Uh, thank you to all the listeners. Uh, please, please, please continue at, you know, send us notes, Facebook. I mean, honestly, every, I, every message I get is such a pick me up. And so right. if you enjoy this podcast, drop us a quick note and say, Hey, love it, you know, or hate it or <laughs> what the yeah. hell are you going to do when Dante leaves or, you know, whatever, but just a quick note, D I G at typing Honest to God, quick note. I apologize if I do not respond. I tend to respond on the podcast I simply want to write a novel back to every single person who ever responds, and I don't have time. I put it off to the side, and then suddenly it's four weeks later. Yeah. So if anyone was expecting a note back, I sincerely apologize. I try to cover it here, uh, which means that if you do send me a, a message, send us a message. You have to listen to the next podcast. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, any questions, et cetera. So, again, check us out on iTunes, uh, DAG at typingmonkeys.com, adventuresintransgendering.com, yep. uh, Typing Monquette on YouTube. Still only one video. Well, no, we put, you know, we post, put most of the videos, yeah. uh, most of the podcast stuff here. Not not the video podcast, but the yeah. audio podcast just yeah. with a flat image. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. All right. So, I guess I'll close that with... I have a bow, but a sword is cooler by Greg Hoffman. Now that's good eats. <laughs>